of the world The sound with the beat The sound that sets you tapping your feet Radio The sound of year-round pleasure The sound of the news Rhythm and blues Tchaikovsky swing Whatever you choose Radio The sound of year-round pleasure Welcome to All Things Radio, your weekly radio magazine, with radio news from a national perspective, call and format changes, sports news, featured radio stations from yesterday and today, your voicemails and phone calls, as well as special guests and featured segments. And now here's your host, Bill Sparks. Educate, syncopate, radio communicate, radio, the sound of year-round pleasure. Well, hello and good evening and welcome to All Things Radio 664 here on this February 16th, 2023. My, it's been a busy week around here, but here we are back again and Jeff's going to tell you what we've got coming up. Okay, thank you very much, Bill. I guess the word of the wise for this week in All Things Radio is called Super Bowl with the Kansas City Chiefs uh, winning the Super Bowl and we'll get to that in just a second. First of all, we'll start things off with our radio news from a national perspective, followed up with Jennifer Sparks' call that around format changes. And this week in the featured section, we have something that I think you're going to really enjoy. I've always been a fan of network news, especially CBS News. It was one of those that was like a cultured kind of newscast. Whatever you listen to it every day of the week, they, they had the same reporters, but they gave a certain cultural spin on the news. We have the very last Al, uh, Douglas Edwards show that he did, The World Tonight, on CBS on April 1st, 1988. We're going to follow that up with an air check of Robert W. Walker from KUDL-AM in Kansas City, Missouri from 1970. And then we're going to conclude things by listening to radio station KCKC-FM 102.1 from Kansas City as well. So I guess we're doing a little Super Bowl celebration. Well, although I, when I recorded these segments, I didn't know that Kansas City would win the Super Bowl. But I guess uh, it, it just worked out that way. So I guess we have to remember the Super Bowl. Yesterday, I know that in Kansas City, Missouri, there was a lot of celebrating. Uh, the schools were going to be closed so that people could watch the Super Bowl parade downtown. So it was definitely an interesting day yesterday. And, of course, I'm not really a big sports person, although my sister and brother-in-law say you really say you aren't, but, but you're a closet sports person because I didn't watch the game. But when I heard the score at the end of the game, very close game, 38-35, uh, to 35, Kansas City won by a field goal. That's pretty cool. i got to tell you that. So all in all, I think we have a pretty good show. Chris, I know we're going to hear a lot from you, especially when we talk about the news from the past. And, mm-hmm. and for those who don't know, Chris and I like to listen to a station called the Golden Age News Network. So, And you can hear a lot of the stuff that, you, that I'm playing tonight uh, from like Douglas Edwards from the past. He started at CBS, by the way, in 1943. Wow. Hard to believe he was there for, for, uh, 80, for 46 years or something like that. Wow. Pretty 45. Good. Well, 45, yeah. Uh, so... I said, yeah, 45, although he, I think he was saying almost 46, so maybe um, maybe he started early in 43, I don't know, but, right. but needless, know. needless to say, he definitely a long time. He definitely was there a long time, and if you go to YouTube, you can find, uh, I know television, he, he was the, the guy that did the news on network TV in the evenings before Walter Cronkite, and you yeah. can see some of his early newscasts that go back to 1952, brought to you by Oldsmobile. So, not enough of me talking and talking, I'll turn it over to you, Bill. All right, Jeff, there's nothing more to say. I'm going to have a few comments about my demo last week and what's coming up here in a week or so. 
before we do the feature on Douglas Edwards. So stay tuned for that. We'll have that coming up. But right now we're going to do Jeff's award-winning news. And I hope you checked out earlier in the podcast, the promo you heard about Book Talk. That's our latest addition to our lineup here at the Worldwide Legend. We had a successful debut and podcast is coming online. The mailing list is online and all that good stuff about books, books, and books. All right, here we go for Jeff's award-winning news. I'm Jeff Bennett for All Things Radio, and here's what's happening in the world of broadcasting. Odyssey pulls the plug on two Las Vegas AM radio stations, while Spanish Broadcasting sells its TV stations. And Alternative Rock comes to Seattle, Washington, plus lots of news on the street. It was yet another busy week this week in the world of broadcasting, and Odyssey makes news once again. The folks at Odyssey have decided to pull the plug on two of their Las Vegas AM radio stations. The stations involved here are Conservative Talk KDWN AM, transmitting on a frequency of 720, and the Bet KXST with their sports betting format on 1140 AM. Why is Odyssey taking these stations off the air? Because the land that the towers for these radio stations sits on is more valuable than those radio stations. Odyssey has sold the land that these towers occupy for $40 million. Not only did the land host these towers for the radio stations, but they also hosted auxiliary antennas for their five remaining Las Vegas FM stations. In other news, Spanish Broadcasting Systems has sold its mega TV division. The buyer is Voz Media, and the sale price is $64 million. The stations involved are located in Key West, Florida, Miami, Florida, San Juan, Puerto Rico, and Ponce, Puerto Rico. They also sold their television station in Houston, Texas to Tecna for $15 million. Now let's travel to Seattle, Washington, where Hubbard Broadcasting has made changes to the radio landscape at radio station KNUC-FM. Gone is the country music being replaced by Alternative Rock. The last time Alternative Rock was heard in Seattle, Washington was on KMTT-FM back in 2012. The station will compete with 90.3 KEXP and Odyssey's Alternative Rock radio station KNDD-FM, The End, on 107.7. Now let's take a quick look and find out what's happening on the street. After two years of working at radio station WNRQ-FM in Nashville, Tennessee, Josh Innes has decided to leave this radio station for other opportunities. His show was also syndicated by Premier Radio on radio station WLLZ-FM in Detroit, Michigan and radio station WEGR-FM in Memphis, Tennessee. Now let's move to Miami, Florida. The radio station WZFL-FM, they transmit on a frequency of 93.5 with a dance format, has added the Baca Boys for afternoons. The Baca Boys are syndicated throughout the United States. They provide the content... Your station provides the music. It's always sad when we tell you about a radio station that has been sold and the format has been changed. A year ago or so, we provided the air check of radio station WRNR-FM from Annapolis, Maryland. They transmit on a frequency of 103.1. And with the sale of this radio station to Brighton Media Group, the station has dropped the album rock format and will be simulcasting the contemporary Christian programming of radio station WRBS-FM in Baltimore, Maryland. In Knoxville, Tennessee, Summit Media has added an afternoon drive co-host to its country radio station WCYQ-FM. Her name is Hannah May, who formerly worked at the radio station in their promotions department. And congratulations go out to Heather Froglier, who is a new brand manager at radio station KFRG-FM in Riverside, California. The station programs a country format owned and operated by Odyssey. Heather Froglier has been with the radio station since 1993. Congratulations also go out to Mike Klein, who is the new assistant program director at radio station WZFT-FM in Baltimore, Maryland. The station broadcasts a pop CHR format. Mike Klein has been with the radio station since 2021. And he hosts Afternoon Drive at the radio station as well. Mike Klein is also voice tracking for radio station WDCG-FM in Raleigh, North Carolina as well. If you listen to KNX AM and FM in Los Angeles, California with their all-news format, you'll hear something just a bit different. A new jingle package 
Package has been airing on the radio station. The Jingle Package was produced by TM Studios. Alex Silverman, news director for the radio station, says that the new bright-sounding jingles is just what KNX needs. How do you find your favorite radio stations on the Internet? One major player in this field is TuneIn, and TuneIn has redesigned its website, making it easier for individuals to find their favorite radio stations. It's all about TuneIn Explorer, which makes it easier for individuals to find their favorite radio stations by geographic location, by format, and language. Say hello to the New Morning team on radio station WAPE-FM in Jacksonville, Florida. They're Dex and Barbie. They come to this radio station after working for Summit Media in Greenville, South Carolina. Say hello to the country music that was heard on 96.9 in Reno, Nevada. The station has dropped its country music in favor of Spanish adult contemporary. The station is now calling itself Suave 96.9. In Lansing, Michigan, they're congratulating Danny Stewart, who is retiring from the radio business after 47 years working at radio station WFNK-FM. And in Youngstown, Ohio, Ohio, they're mourning the loss of J.C. McCullough, who has spent over 53 years working at radio station WHOT, first when it was an AM station and later when it moved to the FM dial. J.C. McCullough said that he only wanted to work in Youngstown, Ohio, and WHOT, AM, and FM were the only radio stations he worked at. J.C. McCullough passed away at the age of 76. Finally, according to those media monitors, here are the top commercials you heard on the radio this past week. Number one is Progressive Insurance, followed by Babbel, Zip Recruiter, Upside, and Indeed. If you have any comments concerning this portion of the podcast, there are many ways you can get in touch with me. First of all, you can send me an email. My email address is Jeff. That's J-E-F-F Jeff at allthingsradio.net. Or you can send me a voicemail with our feedback line. The phone number is 800-693-0595. That's 800-693-0595 and hit option two for the podcast team. For All Things Radio, I'm Jeff Bennett. Thank you very much, Jeff. Oh, I have my mic turned off. No problem. Very, very good, guys. We have two hands raised. We have a hand from Bobby Vinton, and we also have a hand from Lyle Re- Lionel in the, also as well. So let's go with you, Bobby. Can you unmute yourself, please? And what do you have to impart to us this evening? And oh. then come, you'll be next. Go ahead, Bobby. Oh, am I muted? Yes, you are. Go yeah. ahead. Yep. Okay. Um, I was wondering, I know you can't really answer this, but will we get any alternative rock stations here in New York? Because we don't have one. And another thing is... I've been keeping track of what's going on at 1010 Wins. They got Kevin Rincon, but they don't have Linda Lopez yet. What's going on? I think she'll be starting next week. That's what I've, that's what I've been hearing in the, in the message boards, Bobby. Second of all, why do we don't have an uh, alternative rock station in New York City? I don't know. It, it could easily make it in New York City with, a, with over 8,500,000 individuals in the city. I think it could work. Unfortunately... Uh, uh, Odyssey never uh, exacted uh, or did the format the way it should have been done. Uh, are you a fan of Alternative Rock? I, I kind of figured you'd be more of a fan of oldies. Do you like Alternative Rock? Um, I like everything. I think I like the oldies better. But just to like update you, it's been um, Bud Michigan from 10 to 2. And uh, what's the other one? Suzanne Colucci's been doing it. Yes, I know. Well, Kevin Rincon is going to be the permanent replacement. Uh, with uh, she'll work, He'll work alongside Linda Lopez. She hasn't gotten there yet, but I believe she'll be starting in the next week or so. And Bridget Quinn is supposed to be going to WCBS AM, as you know, doing Newsline. And I'm not, that, I'm not sure that that has started yet. Yeah, uh, that started. Okay. Okay, so that's, what, that's what's going to happen. But I will tell you that, that uh, this is probably the best move that they're making to try to keep these stations going because they're trying to make them sound different. Thank you very much, Bobby. Thank you very much. You're welcome, Jeff. Thank you. Okay, Lionel, can you unmute yourself? Yeah, you know, it's kind of sad, but, you know, we've <laughs> seen this scenario play out before. The land's more worth than the transmitter, the station yeah. itself. But, you know, you know, I've had good family members listen to Kate on when, you know, Art Bell was still on there before he got weird. 
along with some of the other talk shows <clears throat> uh, they used to do over the nights during the weekends, uh, the old West Coast AM. I forget the guy that used to do. He was pretty good. But, yeah, um, another thing, too, really quick is uh, 98.9 is AAA, and they're not, they don't sound half bad. I actually found me a new band, actually, like it's a Dutch band they played uh, when I was listening to about half so, an hour the other day. So what is the difference between adult album alternative and alternatives? Do you know? Because I don't know. I'm just I'm asking you if you know the difference. Uh, they mostly, I think they mostly play a little bit of everything, a little bit of blues. Uh, you know, you get, Yeah, reggae. Yeah, reggae. You're gonna get certain artists you don't hear on alternative radio. Like uh, there's a guy like we're like Kurt Vile is his name. You're not gonna hear him on most of your Odyssey or Cumulus <laughs> Rant or iHeart uh, alternative. Uh, well, stuff this, like that. This this ninety eight point nine doing country before they were country. They were there. There was they were alternative. I think yep, the station called themselves KCL KCLK. Weren't they Click FM KCLK FM out there in Seattle at one time? Yeah, it was Rock ninety eight nine. I think it was KRVQ as they're called. It's sad that they didn't last that long. I. Yeah, I know. So, well, Lionel, I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, um, there's, a, there's an article for those who read Radio Insight by Sean Ross, who talked about all, our, the artificial GPT program and how GPT was predicting the future of radio. Yeah, and while it said radio isn't going to die, its its future is certainly tenuous at best. And if you guys can read that article, maybe I'll get my speech test, because I'm not a great reader when it comes to long-form stuff, but maybe I'll get my speech test decisor. I have Alex, or I have uh, one of the more pleasant-sounding voices. I don't want to hear uh, the the, the uh, synthesized voice. Maybe I'll try to get that and put that together. Because That's I think a good you, article. Too. I think you guys, article. yeah, Gary, I think you, I know you, you, I know you read these the same things I read. So I think you yeah, guys I will enjoy that. it. I enjoyed that too, Gary. Like just like you, yeah. Thanks, All Gary. right, thank you, Lionel. Thank you, Lionel. Very good. Yeah, I think the KDWN thing is the biggest AM casualty so far that I can think of. You know, oh, for, they were they were very very popular at one time. A lot of people used to tell me. How they used to listen to KDWN. Yeah, when I was in California, you could get it. Yeah, that's what came, oh, you know. That's yeah, yeah, they, you know, to to they were a top forty radio station. Well. They were a top forty radio station back in the day, and I remember that. Uh, not that I've been to Las Vegas that early in my life, but I there are air checks of KDWN around on the web, so they certainly were one of those radio stations. Yeah, when they when I was uh, they, they were a talk show, and then at night they'd do sports. This is before sports talk really got going, and they would do sports talk and give results right up to the end of the games because they were. In Las Vegas, people wanted to know they could bet there. So, yeah, and uh, you know they were came right into Victor. I was in Victorville uh, area, California, and came right in there. I know wow. it had a good. I know it had a good signal, and I'm on seven. What seven twenty? Wow, seven twenty. Yeah, they, so they bird... shared it with WGN. They were the western half of it, you know, and uh, and a uh, big signal though. Yeah, like I said, they were a good station. Uh, I, I, I remember hearing them when I was in Vegas back. Whenever the, when was that ACB convention? Uh, two thousand five, it was. Yeah, there was. Yep, two thousand five was one of them. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's where I got, I, I got married in, in, in South Carolina, and we drove to Ve- we went to Vegas. That uh, that's where I spent my honeymoon at the ACB convention. How much money did you lose? That's I, I didn't lose that much because I, I I've never been a good gambler and uh, we did not lose a lot of money. I was very lucky that year. Bill, That's I don't play, I play the slots and I every time I play I lose. So I learned not to not to uh, overindulge in these things. So that's that's the only I can say. Bill, I'll turn it over to you. Yeah, well, I was tell you, Jeff, in your first two books of marriage, you never go to a blindness convention for your honeymoon. That was the, uh, that was probably the mistake. Unless you're with another blind person, that might work. Yeah, I got to I got to tell you guys a quick funny story. There was a Star Trek exhibit, and you know, my stepdaughter was really young, um, you know, and 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 the guy goes, and we're going to go 
ships across the universe. He goes, no, I don't want to go across the universe. I want to stay here in Las Vegas. And everyone started laughing sitting <laughs> next to us. So that that, was... they should, it's too bad they didn't film that. You could have made a lot of money for the Chamber of Commerce. You know, that would have been cool. <laughs> yes, I know. But I, I, I will tell you that we did have a good time in Vegas. We were at the old uh, Riviera, which is, which is no longer there anymore. Chris. Yeah, that's they, right. They, uh, we were the, one of the last. Well, no, the, it, I guess it went about 10 months after we were there in 2014 for that convention. So, yeah. Yeah. So, so I'll turn it over to the build because we can hear Jennifer's not book talk, but format and call order changes. Right. The star of book talk is going to share a little bit of her <laughs> time with her call letter and format changes. She's been doing that longer than book talk, but everybody deserves a little bit of change, right? Now, here we go. Hello, everyone. I'm Jennifer Sparks, and here are your call letter and format changes for the week of February 16th. WFASFM 103.9 Bronxville, New York changes format from news talk to religious teaching and changes slogan from WFASNY to Christian Information Radio and changes calls to WVBN-FM, WTWZ-AM-1120, Clinton, Mississippi, changes slogan from the tradition 1120-AM-102.5-FM FM to the concert hall 1120-AM-102.5-FM, 1120 FM. KMGX-FM-100.7-Bend, Oregon. Changes slogan from Mix 100.7 to the X 100.7. KTOY FM 104.7, Texarkana, Arkansas. Changes slogan from Jammin 104.7 to Coty 104.7. WDYZ AM 660, Altamont Springs, Florida. Changes slogan. Slogan from Florida Man Radio, 660 AM, 105.5 FM to ESPN 660 Orlando. KZTQ AM, 1230 Reno, Nevada. Changes format from adult hits to modern alternative rock. KODI AM, 1400 Cody, Wyoming. Changes slogan from keeping you informed to KODIAM FM. KTHX FM 94.5 Sun Valley, Nevada. Changes slogan from ESPN Radio 94.5 to K Buena 94.5. WENY AM 1230 Elmira, New York. Changes calls to WMAJ AM WRNR FM 103.1 Graysonville, Maryland changes format from adult alternative to contemporary Christian. And those are your call letters and format changes for this week for All Things Radio. I'm Jennifer Sparks wishing all of you a very good week. Thank you very much. Jennifer, really appreciate that. Now get back to book talk, if that's what you must do. 
So, any surprises there, guys, that you thought of? Not really. I didn't no. think of any. Not really. But you said get back to book talk. The only thing my parents used to yell about to me about books, and I shouldn't say this, but I didn't like reading, and I'm not a book reader per se. But they would. My dad would say, "You why? I, I got you these books from the library. Why not from the blind? Why don't you reading them? They're they're writing me letters that they're overdue. Read those books. <laughs> you got up my case all the time about that." I will say she brought up the 100.7 The X thing, which you featured last week at the end of the show, and I did listen to them a bunch this weekend. They do go deeper than most of your classic rock stations. I I will definitely give them credit there, because I, I listened to her about two hours on Saturday, I think, off and on. You know, yeah, you know, no, you know, I don't normally give my opinion to the radio stations I feature. I try not to do that as a journalist, but, but I thought this station was was very good about doing some of that, Sean. I, I agree with you. Um, I still wish that a format like Z-Rock was back on the air because that really was I do too, yeah. Well, the metal, a lot of that with them, there's the newer metal is kind of, the metal, the heavy metal scene has kind of died off. So I think that's where it's harder to, you know, it's gone more to alternative and other types of formats, but that's, that's more for a music type show than this show. But, yeah. but you're right, man, but the, the Z-Rock stage, but what Z-Rock did, and a lot of stations don't do, is they, did, they were over the top when they did production. They did a lot oh, yeah. of production, and they had a really good announce. Uh, my favorite was a guy named, uh, let me tell you, let's see, Max Hammer I really liked on that song. Mad Max show. Hammer. Mad Max Hammer. Mad Max Hammer, Loud Debbie Dow, Dave Loud Bolt, and, uh, Major and, Danger. And, and Loud and Proud and Debbie Dow, she was from the uh, Albany, New York area. Uh, she worked in Albany, uh-huh. New York at one time. So, you know, I liked that format. It didn't last. I liked it a lot, and... Um, and it's just too bad that, that a, the ABC satellite network that it was on decided to pull the plug in it because they didn't make any pretenses. They they let you know it was on no. a satellite. Remember that, Sean? They told you it was on a satellite. Yeah. They were they lasted about eight, nine years. That was longer than, I mean, because we had them in San Antonio in 88, and then Austin got them in 94. So, yeah, they were on about eight or nine years, I'd say, probably. And, and W in New York, when, when they owned WJIT, they put it on the, what used to be WHOMAM in New York. They put that uh, mm-hmm. Z-Rock on WJIT. And I, I really, like I said, I enjoyed it. And I, I do have a whole bunch of Z-Rock from a station in Illinois. So maybe I'll put that as a classic air check, and we can talk about that in uh, future All Things Radio. Yeah. Is that a deal, Sean? Hey, we've been talking about that for years. We've been going to do that for a while. Yeah, uh, we haven't, so maybe we will do that this time. I think that might be a pretty yeah. cool thing to do. So, yeah. So, but uh, I know Chris, you're not you're not probably too much into the metal rock. No, not into that. I, the, but I will give the cool call letter of the week award to KTOY. That's that cool call yes. K-toy, K-toy. Yes. Well, no, there's usually some every week, you know, that's what I listen for is some cool call letters. And usually they're not using them for any purpose. They're just there. But, um, you know, and that's the case. I mean, they've got a slogan. Nobody talks about their call letters. It's amazing <coughs> on um, the Sports Hub. Just listen to the top of the hour ID. It is WBZ FM, but try to hear it. I mean, I know it's there, but, I, but try to hear it. They got, you know, then they start talking about the Town Fair, Tire Studios, and you know, Sports Hub, and all that stuff is much louder than the WBZ. It's like they're. Well, yeah. They, totally one day, one yeah. day, I'll have to resurrect that. Uh, we played it once on All Things Radio years ago, called Nine, and it was a story of what, what this, <laughs> yeah. a, a group of people thought radio would be like. And when you hear the station identification on that thing, Chris, you'll see how they bury them. So, um, yeah. it, it was uh, supposedly WVWA in Pound Ridge, New Jersey, and so maybe I will do that again. We haven't done it in a long time, but maybe I can. Yeah, use that's it. funny. It's I great. can recycle it, so we, we can certainly mm-hmm. do that. Okay. Yeah, Another I one. 
Uh, another one I have. Well, I'll we'll talk about that. I'll wait till um, the time is ready for that one. I do have some other stuff that's that's also kind of funny, but I don't want to offend anyone, so I'll have to talk to Bill Sparks about that. So, all right, Bill. All right. Before we start with your Douglas Edwards feature, I'm just going to mention one or two things from last week. I think I forgot to say the size of that um, radio WF. R-39, it's the size of my iPhone 13 Pro, so that's about the size. The radio might be just a tad thicker, but that's the size of that internet radio last week. I've delayed the Grace Digital just a little bit, only because I'm working on some, some accessibility things that I need to share with you. And I want them to all to come to pass. But it will be a week or two, and that will be on. But I will say now I've got the radio where I can turn it on, hit presets, favorites, and all that types of things, and go right to my stations and listen to them without using the phone app. Now, I can use the phone app, but I don't have to. And I can do that all with the touch of buttons. So we're making real good progress with that internet radio. It's very quick, too. Very responsive. Good tone. I got the battery put in it. I'm getting about 12 hours of battery life. And that's pretty good for internet device. So with, we're going to talk to Jeff. Here's the world tonight. Douglas said, what year was this recorded in? This is on April 1st, 1988. Not born high school. Oh, yeah, okay. Well, that's what it says here. I should have listened. Here we go. We're News 88, WCBS, New York. More than just the headlines. Cloudy with some sprinkles around at 49 degrees, 559. I'm Rita Sands. I'm Tom Franklin. These are the top stories we're covering on WCBS News 88. Attorney General Edwin Meese says he's gratified that a special prosecutor does not have enough evidence to date to indict Meese in connection with an Iraqi pipeline deal. The prosecutor says his investigation is not over. A figure in the French Connection drug case, Anthony Passero, has been arraigned in Brooklyn on conspiracy charges after being on the loose for 13 years. The Reverend Lorenzo Zorza, a Catholic priest who was one of 39 New York area people named in the Sicilian Connection drug bust yesterday, has slipped through the hands of the authorities and is at large. 17-year-old boy first thought to have been wounded by two gunmen who killed a beauty shop operator and a beautician in Brooklyn yesterday has now been charged with being an accomplice in the murders. Police say a Monmouth County, New Jersey jail guard broke into his ex-girlfriend's home in Aberdeen Township, shot and killed her and her boyfriend before killing himself with his own gun. Good evening, I'm Tom Franklin. Good evening, I'm Rita Sands. CBS News covers the world now, 6 o'clock. This is the world tonight. Good evening, I'm Douglas Edwards, CBS News. I would uh, certainly urge that there be no rush to judgment. There were new developments today in the controversy surrounding Attorney General Meese, and he took heart from them and held a news conference urging patience on those who would have him step down. Deborah Potter reports. At the request of Meese's lawyers, Special Prosecutor James McKay announced that the Attorney General is not on the verge of being indicted. Based on the evidence developed to date, 
I do not intend to recommend uh, that the grand jury return an indictment against Mr. Meese. McKay said his investigation will continue at least through the end of this month, but Meese pronounced himself gratified by the statement and said he has no intention of resigning. I have had tremendous support from within the administration uh, at the highest levels and throughout the administration, and I'm confident that the action in which I'm uh, taking at the present time is the right one. Meese brushed aside criticism from many in Congress, including some Republicans who say that he has become a liability. If a person has to step aside on the basis of allegations, Meese said, it would be easy for unscrupulous people to force someone out of office. And the Attorney General said he intends to stay on the job as long as the President wants him to. Deborah Potter, CBS News, Washington. More of the world tonight in a moment. The observance of Good Friday began in the Holy Land this morning and moved westward to Rome in the traditional ceremonies marking Christ's walk to his crucifixion. But in the Holy Land, there was no peace for this solemn day. Bob Simon has a report. Jerusalem has always been the city of holy wars. On this Good Friday, Christians wound their way up the Via Dolorosa, Jews celebrated the first night of Passover, and Muslims expressed their anger in demonstrations after Friday prayers. On this Good Friday, a Jewish policeman was stabbed by a Muslim demonstrator not far from where Christians were praying at the third station of the cross, where Christ fell for the first time. The uprising did not stop for the Holy Week. Today, in a West Bank village, two Palestinians were shot dead, 13 were wounded. In Ramallah, a protest march by Arab women was interrupted by tear gas and mace. Some Palestinians marked the Holy Day with another communique, declaring war on the American peace plan. The clandestine leadership of the revolt in the territories is calling for clashes with Israeli soldiers and a general strike to coincide with George Schultz's arrival in Jerusalem on Easter Sunday. One more vision of peace in the city of holy wars, resurrection, and revelation. The city where Christ rose from the dead, where Muhammad rose to heaven from the very same stone where Abraham heard the voice of God. Bob Simon, CBS News, Jerusalem. As Jewish families gathered together today for the Passover Seder, there seemed reason for special joy in the Soviet Union. This is Barry Peterson in Moscow. It was the latest touch of glasnost, the Soviets allowing an American rabbi to preach tonight's Passover service at a Moscow synagogue. A sign, said New York Rabbi Mark Schneier, of changing times. And the Soviets are still allowing large numbers of Jews to leave, 8,000 last year, more expected this year. But for longtime dissident Yuli Kasharovsky, there will be no traditional stater meal tonight. He is on a hunger strike, risking his life to force the Soviets to give him the exit visa that 17 years of asking has failed to produce. Gary Peterson, CBS News, Moscow. The world tonight. More CBS News after this. Another accusation of poison gas warfare in the long Iran-Iraq war today. Iran says Iraq has dropped chemical bombs on a number of villages, killing 75 people and injuring 100 more. There were no missiles today, but as Anthony Mason tells us in a report he has brought from Tehran, there is always the fear. Noontime in one of Tehran's main squares. Siren warns of another Iraqi missile attack. Along the sidewalks, the concrete shelters, shaped like Quonset huts, begin to fill up. A 
few faces peer out over the sandbags and up at the sky. A Scud missile may be on its way, it may not. The uncertainty is almost as frightening as the sound of the explosion. For a month, Tehran has been a target almost every day. Sometimes one or two missiles, sometimes eight or nine. The overall damage seems small as you drive through the city, but the severest wounds are psychological. The hotel cab dispatcher has sent his wife and children to live in a tent outside the city. An underground parking garage has been cleared of cars so people can sleep in the spaces. Thousands have brought blankets and carpets and television sets. Tehran is visibly worn and weary. The missiles may strike only a few parts of the city, but everyone feels the reverberations. Anthony Mason, CBS News, Tehran. The World Tonight returns in one minute. Another improvement in the unemployment rate. The government says it stands at 5.6%, down a tenth of a percentage point from February, but it still means that almost 7 million people who want jobs don't have them. The stock markets were closed today. They reopened Monday with the Dow Jones Industrial Standing at 1988, up nine points this week. Wall Street on this world tonight. More troops for Panama. That report from David Martin at the Pentagon. The Pentagon announced tonight it is sending about 1,300 military policemen along with 26 additional helicopters to Panama to further beef up security around American installations and the canal itself. That comes on top of 700 additional security personnel sent to Panama last week. According to a brief announcement by the Pentagon, the purpose of this deployment is to augment forces already in place. The instability of the current situation in Panama the heavy-handed tactics of Noriega in dealing with the situation, and the potential for increased threats to U.S. citizens and interests in Panama make this deployment essential at this time to ensure the continued safety of U.S. personnel and facilities. The announcement concludes by saying further deployments will depend on circumstances. David Martin, CBS News, the Pentagon. The White House and State Department may have a new proposal to break the deadlock on ending the Afghanistan war, but so far at least, the Soviets don't seem to be biting. Tom Fenton reports. UN negotiator Diego Cordovez finally admitted today in Geneva that time is running out. When the Afghan peace talks resumed there a month ago, it looked as if they were about to succeed. The Soviets agreed to pull their troops out of Afghanistan within a nine-month period. They said yes to almost every American demand. It was the the U.S. that suddenly upped the ante by adding the new demand that the Soviets cut off aid to their Afghan puppet regime when the U.S. cuts off aid to the Afghan rebels. The talks have now gone into the Easter recess deadlocked. If the negotiations fail, the Soviets have made it clear they will still go ahead with their withdrawal, but on their own terms. Tom Fenton, CBS News, London. The World Tonight continues after this message. And now this late-breaking story. It's April 1st, Doug, and that gives us the excuse to say we have a late story. What we actually have is a good story about you. This is Joe Dembo, and I'd like to say goodbye and Godspeed, not only for all of us at CBS News on the radio side, but for the countless people who have listened to you for so many years. By now, you've heard stories 
scores of tributes to you and an outpouring of affection and respect such as few in our line of work ever receive. You've heard speakers call you a living legend and a superb broadcaster. And you've also heard the people who worked with you each day try to tell you how much your presence, your kindness, your skills, and your concern meant to all of us. We wish you many healthy, happy years in the Florida sun, Douglas. Many a hole in one. And may the wind sit in the shoulder of your sail. Now here's Dan. Doug, for all of us, you are one of the founding fathers. You invented the job of anchoring as we know it today. You've done it yourself for 40 years, and you've taught two generations of anchormen, including this one, how to do it. Frankly, I don't know what we're going to do around here without your being here, but I do want you to know in a personal, direct way, and this is widely shared, that a piece of Douglas Edwards will be in every broadcast that we do at CBS News, and we expect to see you back and around here fairly often. In the meantime, I hope you have caviar days and champagne nights. We salute you, my friend. Have a good time. Thank you, Dan Rather. Thank you, Joe Dembo. It is an uncommon privilege to work for CBS News. After almost 46 years, this reporter rolls down the curtain as a CBS News correspondent. In early 1943, my first assignment was The World Today, so it is fitting that my closing comes on The World Tonight. Before I go, I must say thanks to Richard Carlson, the power behind The World Tonight, superb talent, a good friend. To Keith Park, technical supervisor, the best in the business, and a lovely man. Director Tom Carlson and I have survived many a crisis. His stopwatches are sure, his company warming. To CBS News Vice President Joseph Dembo, to all the great men and women of CBS News with whom I have worked for so very long and with so much pleasure, and with the pleasure of this company, my thanks, my appreciation, my love. To you in the audience, thanks for honoring me with your presence. I shall miss this contact, this opportunity each night, each day to shed light. But it is time to get on with the next leg of the journey round the bend. Godspeed. The World Tonight, Friday, April 1st, Douglas Edwards, CBS News. Wow. That was a great wow. one. Wow. Thank you, Chris. Some, some. I, I, I know. I know. I'm turning this to you because I know your memories are long in this in this range. What, what strikes well, you about that? Well, I think uh, you know he's right. That what what that was, what he's talking about, and they're around on this Golden Age News Network that we were talking about before is the Admiral News Network, News World Today, which were on Sundays. I don't know what time of day, in the morning or afternoon. And they would go, very similar to this newscast, and they would go to so-and-so in London, so-and-so in Paris, so-and-so in, you know, wherever they were. And it was, this was during World War II. What Admiral was doing, and the reason they were doing it, was, of course, they were working on defense uh, products, you know, for the military effort. But they were saying, after the war, we're going to have such-and-such such, uh, you know, radios and refrigerators and all that. And we're going to have, uh, down the road, there will be television. And everybody knew that it was coming. But anyway, the reports are, were similar. I mean, nowadays, uh, you get a report from somewhere, and it's uh, 20 seconds. You know, they go, let's go to so-and-so in London. It's 20 seconds at the most you get to hear. There may have been a longer report, and they, they take a highlight and throw it into the newscast. These reports are very similar to what they did in the 40s. The difference, of course, was that in the 40s, they were on short wave. These, by that time, of course, they had the satellites, so they sounded much better. Uh, David Martin 
uh, is still around. He's on, uh, I see him every night on the CBS Evening News. He's a Pentagon reporter still. So he's been doing that beat for at least 35 years. Sounds a lot old, you know, older now, but, uh, you know, certainly did a good job back then and continues to. And he's very trusted. You know, he gets a, a lot of good interviews, and that's the reason, because he's been there so long. But And Douglas Edwards doesn't sound that different. If you go back to those recordings from the 1943 or so, he sounds about the same. I also heard that when he was the CBS News anchor, one of the big stories was the sinking of the Andrea Doria, uh, which was off the uh, Cape Cod, and they were able to get a lot of equipment out there to to be able to film at least the, from the shore. They couldn't film the actual area where the sinking was because it was in hundreds of feet of water. But they could at least film, and, and that was a big story because in 1956, in July, when this happened, that was unusual to be able to get equipment anywhere near to to do a remote for like an anchor to do a remote from anywhere because you just couldn't do that for television. The uh, technology was too clunky. You know, you might be able to do a remote for a radio guy, but you couldn't do it for television. So was that this uh, ship that, that was a big was that story. The, was that sink because of a, of a collision with the with the there was ship? with the Stockholm. Stockholm. Yeah, yes, Stockholm. I, I remember here, uh, reading about that and, and hearing re- audio of, of that uh, news reports on that. But the, yes. the whole the whole news, Chris, if you listen to the right, if you listen to the news and listen to how it's written, it's written much different back in nineteen. It's 19- back- written in a literal format, you know, literary format, similar to the reports. The reports are very good. Um, they were even more literary back in the '43. You listen to an Edward R. Murrow report about this is London, you know, and he gets into the all the, the things. It's it's like a little article. They were trained journalists from the writing perspective, and then the ones you heard there were trained from the broadcast perspective and did a great job. But there's a difference to the tone of it uh, from the '40s to the '80s because there was uh, radio and TV to get into. That really didn't, uh, news, uh, the aspect of radio and TV didn't start until the late 30s because that was when Hitler started to cause all the trouble and then they knew they needed to have a real news component so they started to build news uh, departments. NBC and and CBS uh, built real big, uh, real good news departments that had uh, stars, you know, H.V. Kaltenborn and Edwin R. Murrow and, you know, different ones. Uh, There were military advisors who were there for the war, like we, we saw during the Gulf War, we had military advisors on all the networks and stuff. True, true. But, you know, but it, it was, it, it, it's a different, the broadcast journalism that was done there was very good, but it was a little different than the literary sound of the, of the uh, stories that you hear from the 40s. Right, this is also true. I have, uh, you know, I don't know why I collect this stuff. I really need to get a life, as uh, as my daughter tells me. But I have like a Gabriel Heater broadcast from uh, from the, from olden days, and I have uh, other stuff that that I've that I've been able to get. And maybe we'll try to share those with some of the people. Yeah, yeah. If you guys if you guys like this stuff, maybe we'll try oh, yeah. to share those Absolutely. for all things. Re- yeah, I always I like it when the air checks have newscasts in them because it really yeah. takes you back to the time well, and it, it what they're doing within that city and so forth. All right, like we I have I a hand. Lionel, I don't want to. I don't want to tax your hands. Or they're probably killing you by now. Uh, unmute yeah. yourself, please. Okay. Yeah, I, that's the first time I've ever heard of Douglas uh, Edwards. Wow. I mean, yeah, you're right, man. It's so different from hearing CBS News now. Well, can I ask how old you are? Forty. I'll be forty-seven in August. That's why you never heard of Douglas Edwards. Yeah, I heard, I'm fifty. I heard of him. Yeah, Bob that's Simon. Good. He was good. I remember watching the CBS Evening News when uh, Dan Rather was still doing. I remember watching Bob Simon do those reports. Yep. But yeah, yeah. Is, there's a way we can find uh, because my memories of world the world tonight mostly revolved around the late uh, Christopher Glenn, and I remember him watching those those little news reports, you know, during the Saturday morning cartoons on TV. Right. in the news. 
Yeah, in, in the, the news. news. Yeah, yeah. I will. Thanks, I will John. tell you that if the and I, I I don't like giving my sources away, but I will tell you that the, that the best source for some of this stuff, guys. Yeah, is something that uh, you you probably have never heard it before. No, I'm I'm just kidding. Y o u t u b e dot com. Yeah, YouTube. You a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff out there that lots in the public <laughs> domain. Um, it, it, if you search and search and search, and I, I didn't even know what I, I was. I was looking for it. I was looking for old news. Just I like to find old news. I, I was looking for Walter Winchell when he had his radio show. Oh yeah, and, and I found it. I have one, but I came upon. Uh, but as you go through people's playlists, you find that people have a lot of other things, and I happen to find this last Douglas Edwards. Uh, See a uh, uh, radio newscast on the CBS radio network, mm-hmm. and 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 before Walter Cronkite and Chris will tell you, he did the news on the CBS television network, and I have right. a copy of one of those newscasts from 1952, brought to you by Oldsmobile, and wow. even as late as the 1970s. Uh, um, I don't know why, but I was going out with a girl at the time, and we had to watch The Young and the Restless. And that was on at uh, 11.30, I think it was. This is before, yeah. maybe, uh, And after The Young and the Restless, they always had the news at 11.55 with Douglas Edwards on the network. Yep. And mm-hmm. so I remember mm-hmm. listening to him on the CBS network, network yep. as well. Now, so, The World Tonight, I think, came on in the mid-50s. Cause I can, and I can't remember who was before Douglas Edwards on there, but there were different people that did it. But The World uh, News Roundup, CBS World News Roundup, goes back to the 30s. Those are, will pop up different places, and those were on every morning at 8 o'clock. And I remember hearing those all the way up into the, I'm sure, I think that show is actually still around. I think they still call it. Yeah, it is. It is. Yes, the world is. Yeah, and then, uh, because who, and who was the big host of that show? Well, Dallas Townsend did Dallas the Dallas Townsend was. And, yeah. and I think Alan Jackson also was involved in that yeah, as well. Yeah, he did. He as, did. And, and a guy named Ned Calmer before that, I remember. So, yeah, there's, there's a lot of uh, history with CBS. Because, because when you think about the networks, it's the most, radio networks, it's the most continuous Thing. Everything else has been kind of ABC is a little, a little late to the party because they didn't start till the forties. But and there's you know there's history at ABC. NBC network is gone. There's no real NBC radio network. There's a name, but it's not what it was. You know, it has nothing to do with NBC. Mutual, of course, is all gone now. So CBS network is really the flagship network That's as true. far as lasting from 1927 till the till and, and not only day. that chris if you think about it the, the, there would have never been an abc if the government hadn't forced nbc to get to break up the network so no. they owned the net the red network and the blue network That's and right. they, they were told to break up those networks and uh, well ultimately I, I forgot which network became uh, american broadcasting company blue, blue is blue was abc and red was uh, regular nbc right so the blue network and- came and then it was ABC at that point. So yeah, American uh, Broadcasting Company, and uh, then you know, then they started to just call it ABC, and uh, CBS is Columbia Broadcasting Company. I think there'd be a lot of uh, system. I think you'd, uh, people would be hard pressed to know what uh, e- CBS stands for now because they don't say it anymore, and uh, many people in this country don't know what it means. That's right, Joe Sorensen. Can you unmute yourself, please? Oh, Let, oh, no, go no. ahead, Joe. Oh yeah, I, I was just going to say another well-known person that did the World News tonight especially in the 40s, was John Daly, John Charles oh, yes. Daly. Correct. And then he decided he would rather do What's My Line than uh, announce uh-huh. Pearl Harbor or the death of Roosevelt. So there you go. Exactly. Thank you, Joe. Okay, okay, Sean, I go, noticed, go ahead. Yeah, and someone, of course, I was in high school, so I remember all those news stories. And, I, you know, that, that's kind of neat that finally get a newscast that I know that I was around when the stories were going on. I noticed... Here we were, it was 1988, right in the heart of the primary season, 
and you didn't hear any primary stories in the newscast where now no, you start hearing them a year, a year and a half to well, definitely tell what happened. Well, first of all, it was Friday. So, you know, they were kind of far mm-hmm. away from any primaries at that particular time, but they were, they were also settled. Dukakis he yeah. hadn't got the official nod and Bush hadn't gotten the official nod, but they were so but, far ahead. You know, what we yeah. had in the, in the other years is it's kind of dragged on a little bit because people wouldn't give up or whatever. But, you know, you, it was kind of – they were Super Tuesday was really Super Tuesday. Like about the middle of March, it was, it was over. Yeah, and that was definitely – and the other thing I noticed, if now correct me if I'm wrong, after Douglas Edwards had retired, I believe that's when you started seeing a lot of stations not carrying the full 15 minutes of the world tonight. You started seeing them sort of – they would dump out at a different commercial break and go to their back to their local news or whatever. I mean, you still had a lot of them that would, but I remember WAI shortly after started – you know, they extended their report to 6.30 and had their sports talk going to 6.30 today, and I think KTRH kind of – Started jumping out jumped out at about uh, 6.06 or whatever it Yeah, was. I mean, uh, the, yeah. T- the, the days of long-form news on the radio like that, except for the all-news <laughs> stations, is gone because of the attention span. People don't have the attention <laughs> span. And second of all, they don't, they don't have to go to radio to get that news. They, they, can no, go, no. they can go on the computer and go to Twitter. They can go on the computer and go to the actual news sources. You can go to Associated Press, United Press International, yep. any newspaper, and they've got – then those those new sites are updated on the day a regular basis. So, of course, you know that, you know yeah. that's that's the real that's the real thing. Thank you, Sean. Chris, I, yeah. I, I and, and when you listen to that news, I'm going to say one thing to you, Chris. It seems to me that the more I listen to that news in 1988, more you think it's different. The more it remains the same. The, the, the same. same. The same yeah. problems are still the same. If only we had Iran and Iraq fighting each other, that kept them out of our hair. That would have been helpful. Afghanistan. Yep. Yeah, Afghanistan. <laughs> still going yeah. on. Yeah. So, but no, I, I think, but it's more similar. I, I just want to kind of go back, circle back to the point I made at the beginning. It's more similar to the 1940s newscast than it is to today's. That's, that's certainly correct. I totally agree with you there. It certainly is. But I just wanted to, I hope you guys like it. Uh, call that feedback line at 800 693 Option two for the podcast team. Let us know what you guys think. We really do appreciate any input we can get from the listeners as well. Bill, I'll turn it over to you. Okay, Jeff, we're going to do the... Cuddle, it's Cuddle, A-U-D-L. Cuddle, yes. Cuddle Radio. Okay, we're going to do that one now with um, Robert W. Walker. That's right, Robert Uh, W. Walker from 1970. He worked in Miami at WMYQ. Oh, okay. Yeah. A lot of these people worked all over. Here we go. Right. What were you doing on May 7th, 1970? Well, if you were living in Kansas City, Missouri, you might have been listening to radio station KUDL-AM. The radio announcer we're going to hear is Robert W. Walker. Notice the influences of progressive rock in this air check. So without further ado, sit back and enjoy KUDL-AM from May 7th, 1970. And the radio announcer, Robert W. Walker, on this week's edition of All Things Radio Live. I'm brought down in the summer forget it, man.
508 Mall? Of course. It's 505 at KUDL. Saturday night! Saturday night at Kansas City International Raceway. <clears throat> for, for further information, 358-6700 immediately. There's a party tonight for 18s and over at the Candlelight Lounge. Tonight at the Candlelight Lounge. Voila! Boss Radio, happening heavily, man. You want to hear a number? 888-1380. The walker's going to kick out your favorite jam. Robert W. Walker Show. It's 509 at KUDL. Dipney. SOS. KUDL. That's Ludo, man. Our heavyweight hum ballad here on the Robert W. Walker Show. It's 513 at KUDL and good afternoon. Country Joe, Crosby, Still, Crosby, Richie, Jimmy Hendrix, and John Sebastian, John Sly, and the Mary Stone, The Who. They're all Woodstock. A film by Michael Wadley from Warner Brothers with a little help from our friends. Woodstock. Rated R, under 17, not admitted without parent. Woodstock is now playing at the Roxy Theater. Right on, and Richie Havens was there if you want to write that down. All right, fair and warmer tonight with a low near 68 degrees, partly cloudy weather, and warmer through tomorrow. Our high then will be near 80 degrees. It's holding now at 85 in mid-America. And an exhibition of old master paintings at Sales and the Sales Rental Gallery at the Nelson Art Gallery will continue through May 10th. And go on down there and dig the colors. Uh, this is going to be a sort of do-it-yourself commercial. Go. Jimmy Dean's alive. from the Boss 30 of the Robert W. Walker Show. It's 517 at KUDL. Ellsberg Jewelers has great gift ideas for your mother this Sunday in greater Kansas City. Here's Blue's your bag. Do you dig progressive rock, country rock, and the heavy album cuts? Now, it's yours on KUDL from midnight to 6 a.m. You best believe I'm in love, L-U-V. Alan, good afternoon. Do you know what it is to suffer when you're with a woman? You don't think you love, do you? Not for a minute would she keep still. <laughs> Not until I'd slap her hard and make her cry. And it's that bonus that you want, you liar. Well, have it. D.H. Lawrence's Women in Love. In color from United Artists. Entertainment from Transamerica Corporation. Rated R. Under 17. Not admitted without a parent. Women in Love. Now playing at the Plaza Theater. Robert W. Walker. K-U-D-L. Boss Radio. Where you can capture that good vibe. 
vibration, man. And ignite the lights that will get you right into the night. Brand new Boss 30 tonight at 7 o'clock. Unveiled from 30 to number one by your brother Bob Scott. Gotta dig it. In the city, this is El Marquero. Hey, it's here, man. You need love just like I do. That's Gladys Knight of the Pips on the Robert W. Walker Show. Yellow Zunkers forever, right? 532 at KUDL, and I'm happening. Johnny Cash record album spectacular. Now for a limited time only, you can buy any or all of Johnny Cash great hit albums for 10% off, like this popular hit, What Is True, and many more. Don't miss Johnny Cash live in person Thursday, May 14th. Buy your tickets at Sears. Remember, you can save 10% now on Johnny Cash albums at Sears. A little boy of three says, Daddy, why? for the most music in town. See where this one will be on the Boss 30 at 7 o'clock tonight with your brother Bob. Uh, the ever-beautiful Sandpipers. And that's come Saturday morning. I hope next Saturday morning is kind of like last Saturday morning. Well, that was really heavy. I, I woke up in a boxcar. <laughs> On, on Southwest Traffic Way there. It's uh, 536 at KUDL. This is Robert W. Walker. No lover's phrase, the key to your heart. And I imagine there are quite a few of you who've had your hearts unlocked. But what about your mind? Has anyone or anything really unlocked your mind? Wow. Stepped into the middle of it and said, absorb me? Well, we want you to let us try. We want to unlock your mind. Step in and blow it. experience in the transcendental merchandise so unique you may unlock your mind and forget where you are lucite rings dog collars jewelry from india mala beads handcrafted jewelry and ceramics unusual items for the turned on generation and the prices are just as unusually low Jackers, a head shop in all three Jackard stores. Downtown at 1017 Walnut. The Plaza at 225 West 47th Street. And Ward Parkway Center in Wolf Brothers. Jackers, a head shop. Here's Progressive Rock, your bag. You dig the blues and country rock. All the heavy album cuts. Now it's yours on KUDL. Six. This is Bob.
Bob Scott, KUDL 2020 News. The city, a busy place for hold-up artists this afternoon. The Uniroyal store at 24th and Grand was held up of an undetermined amount during the noon hour. Operation Barrier was put into effect, but no suspects were taken. Shortly after 3, the post office branch at 33rd and Indiana was held up. Police are looking for four Negro men in that hold-up. Another hold-up reported just minutes later by three men. The loss not determined in those hold-ups as of news time. Another bomb found in Kansas City. Details upcoming on KUDL 2020 News. A crudely managed bomb was found today behind a tavern in bomb-conscious Kansas City's east side. The explosive, comprised of 15 sticks of decomposed dynamite, was fused, but a police department arson investigator said it would not have exploded. He said the fuse was not connected to a blasting cap. The bomb was discovered by Fred Gates behind the tavern he operates. He told officers the fuse was burning when he found it. He extinguished the fuse and called police. Officers say the device found behind the community bar was wrapped with black plastic tape. Kansas City Police Chief Clarence Kelly says fingerprints have been obtained from evidence taken from the scene of last month's bombings. Kelly said, and we quote, we are now in the process of eliminating certain suspects. Kelly said he is optimistic about quickly arresting and convicting those responsible for the bombings. The victim of the city's latest homicide on the 3rd of May has been identified through FBI fingerprint checks. The victim identified as Tony Leon Gardner, Negro male, 22 years old. Gardner's body was found in front of 3314 East 33rd Sunday. He'd been shot in the head. The investigation into the murder continues. Restlessness on area campuses continues. KUDL newsman Bill Stout has details. Seven students at Washington University in St. Louis are free on bond on charges filed in connection with campus violence Tuesday night in which fire severely damaged an ROTC building. The seven are charged with violating a restraining order issued previously. A spokesman for the Kansas Adjutant General's office says that as of last night, a 24-hour watch has been placed on Kansas National Guard armories because of student unrest. The watch will be in effect at least through this weekend. Attorney General Ken Frizzell has criticized Governor Docking for what he calls lack of leadership and cancellation by the University of Kansas of the ROTC review, which had been scheduled for tomorrow. Bill Stout, KUDL 2020 deal. A student strike at Baker University in Baldwin, Kansas. Correspondent John Rowland on campus has that story. KUDL weather. Just ahead of much more music and Robert W. Walker look for fair to partly cloudy skies. Warm temperatures through tomorrow. A low tonight in the upper 60s. High tomorrow in the mid-80s. Right now it's 84. This is Bob Scott, KUDL 2020 News. Well, there you go. Memories of May 7th, 1970. And Robert W. Walker on KUDL AM in Kansas City, Missouri. Now, if you have any comments concerning this part of the program, or if there's a classic air check that you'd like me to present, why don't let me know about it by email or voicemail. The email address here is Jeff. That's J-E-F-F Jeff at allthingsradio.net. Or you can call that feedback line at 800-693-0595. That's 800-693-0595, ending option two for the podcast team. For All Things Radio Live, I'm Jeff Bennett. Thank you, Jeff. Chris, any observations for this subject? Uh, yeah, well, a very tur- turbulent time. Uh, that was uh, a week after the incursion into Cambodia and three days after the shooting at Kent State. Uh, on on May 4th. So you ended up with a, a lot of, as a matter of fact, uh, we didn't have any, uh, I was in the middle of uh, doing my finals, getting ready for my finals, and we, uh, at Boston University, uh, we didn't have any classes, I think starting on, I think we were on reading week on Friday, and then they said don't come in Monday and Tuesday, and then by Tuesday night they announced uh, that everybody 
uh, could just uh, get the grades that they had. With mine were good, and uh, you just, you know you didn't have to come back. So my summer started at like seven o'clock on a Tuesday night when I found out from WEI that we didn't have to go back to school. That was pretty cool. That brings but back no. memories for me too, Chris. Because I'll I'll tell you, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I'll tell you because no, I was ahead. down and it was I was seventeen years old and I hung out with my friend Mark, and we went down towards Columbia University and we joined the student demonstrators back then. Um, it was a very turbulent time. Uh, but uh, kind of, it was a whole era of turbulence because I was in Chicago in 1968, as I told you, right. on All Things Radio during that national convention, getting tear gassed in Lincoln Park. Yep. I mean, uh, that whole era, 1968 through 1970, was very, mm-hmm. very turbulent in this country. And that was, yeah, that was kind of the peak of it because after that, and then, uh, you know, we had the, some more moratoriums and marches and so forth, but it kind of, I think that really caught people's attention that that uh, some somebody was killed you know four kids were killed at Kent State and that really uh kind of slowed down both sides a little bit they actually sat back and thought unlike the sides today they just keep charging and charging but the other thing about the music that was interesting about all the hey, head shop in Kansas City man wow go there to get stoned mm-hmm. but anyway uh you wouldn't think you would but you know the other thing was well, they probably had a progressive rock FM there then by hold then. on a second Gary yeah, yeah, they they did. That's hold, I'm wondering hold, hold, Gary because I'm thinking that they didn't and that might have been why they were doing it over overnight and they might not have had one on FM yet but maybe they did I mean hmm. I don't know what yeah. they were doing but you know because here we, nobody did that because, they, you know, they, they, uh, BCN was going already for a couple of years. So, um, But, you know, not every city had a progressive rock. Well, what did you guys, was it on Arkansas? Uh, on, uh, what was the station that was uh, doing? K-A- K-A-A-Y in Little Rock, Arkansas. Yeah, had a progressive rock Beaker show uh, called Beaker Street. And uh, Kansas yeah. City, like in New York City, the same thing, Chris. Because, well, 1969, we had WABC-FM was doing the love Ooh. format. WNEW was already in the in the throes of progressive rock, so we had two progressive rock stations here here where I grew up in New York City. So right. you know it was a, it was a time of of change. Today you hear your station. Well, you know I'm listening to W uh, whatever station it is doing album rock, but it, it's it's not creative anymore unless there are very few yeah. markets where you have creative uh, progressive rock stations. They call it classic rock, and they play the same three or four hundred cuts, or maybe yeah. two hundred cups over and over and over again. And like Sean was right, when I, we played that station last week in in the in Oregon, in Bend, Oregon, yeah. they went deeper into the album cuts. Um, I'm not saying that they because you have to make it familiar. I mean, I, no matter no matter what they say, you know, no matter what they say, and I don't care. And, and I've heard this from Scott Muti, who worked at WNEWFM. I heard it from Bill Brown, who worked at WCBS FM, and I heard it from people in in the radio industry over the years. If you make it unfamiliar, you'll have no listeners. The listeners say they want to hear unfamiliar music, but they don't. They want to hear music yeah. that's familiar. And if you want to turn people off, play nothing but unfamiliar music, and you'll have no listeners what, whatsoever. That's that's the only thing I can say. Yeah. What did you think of the radio think, station, uh, Sean? You, you're too young to remember, well, obviously. Well, no. Well, yeah, I I heard about KUDL obviously because I went to kindergarten in Kansas City. I lived in Missouri until I was nine. So, and I want to say. They were still doing that format even by 76, 77, but they had kind of gone more AC by then. But I mean, it was, it was an interesting station. Like I said, I think, I think you were about a year or two away from 1021 going uh, progressive rock in Kansas City. Cause I know they were, they were progressive rock when I was a kid, you know, before. So that I think, so that's probably why they were doing it overnight. But no, yeah. And I knew, I knew a few of the businesses cause like I said, they were still, they were still around when, uh, 
I was uh, doing, you know, by the time I was old enough to recognize and and the newsman, uh, the, the news anchor worked at KCMO by the time I was in kindergarten and first and second grade. So I remember him a little bit. So that was kind of, ah, very news, a little more out of it. So that you know, that's all I wanted to say. I think it's an interesting, an interesting yeah. approach. They 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 were kind of Drake, but they weren't Drake. But they but they yeah. were kind. They kind of did that format. And and uh, and and Mike, you said Robert W. Walker. I do remember him. I, if I'm not oh, mistaken, yeah. was he at Y100? Or was it the other one? W. Uh, what's the other one? W, was it MYQ? I forgot. I think he was, was at WMYQ. He was their program director, I think. That's right. He was their program director. Ooh. But yeah. uh, which unfortunately the station went off the air because they got they lost their license for having problems uh, with the FCC back then, if you remember correctly, in the early seventies. So, so again, it's an interesting station. We'll have to think of something next week to uh, to amaze, marvel, and uh, can, can persuade you to keep listening to all things radio. And I think I made the the feature a little bit shorter than normal because I wasn't sure if Bill was going to do his feature on the radio, but that's okay. Um, I'm sure Tim will be around anyway. But, uh, again, I thought it was pretty good. Uh, Chris, you like the Super Bowl? Because the lady who talks yeah. to our ne- on our next feature talks about the football game. Oh, sure. No, it was a good game. Um, I In our football contest, I had to pick Philadelphia to try to win it. And, you know, of course, they led. They were ahead 24-14 at halftime, and they were playing pretty well. But the Chiefs came back and got it done. And it's interesting, 1970 in January, the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. That was their first one back with Len Dawson and those guys, Hank Stram was coach. So they were Super Bowl champions as in the uh, air check we heard at that time, and uh, here they are again. But uh, they've got the uh, potential of a dynasty going with Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, well, I think they're like top, top super, one of the top three or four Super Bowls of all time. I, I agree. Now, as I said, I'm not a sports person. I always say that, but my sister says to me all the time, Sharon says, you say that you're not a sports person, but you have some knowledge of sports. Well, I, I listen to the stations when they give the scores. You know, I don't, I don't sit there and watch or listen to the games, per se. Right. But, but, but I do listen to the stations when they do the sports scores. So I knew what the sports score in the Super Bowl was. I would never make a bet against Bill Sparks in the Super Bowl because I know I know I would probably lose it, Bill. And you know, I well, he picked Philadelphia on the radio and on here. Yeah, he was on his life, so he was, I think, the only one who did. I don't know, but uh, see, that's what I'm saying. Uh, because of the contest, I picked him in our contest with Philadelphia to win, but uh, to win the contest. But I, in my heart, I thought the Chiefs would win, and I gave a score of uh, what did I say. 20, uh, 27, 24. So it was that kind of game. I expected that kind of game. Uh, did you, I, didn't, I didn't expect this, the score to be so high. That 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 yeah. kind of that kind Second of Second most points ever in a Super Bowl. So uh, yep. yeah. Yeah. I mean, the only Super Bowl I remember was the one where I was at my grandfather's mm-hmm. house and the Jets were playing the Colts. Uh, Baltimore. Oh yeah. It was the Baltimore <laughs> yep. Colts back then? Baltimore Colts. And yep. they and they, was, and they killed the Colts in that Super Bowl game, if I'm not did. mistaken. And they did, and that was the Super Bowl that turned. See, there was already going to be a, some kind of merger with the AFL, but that kept the AFL together. If they hadn't won any Super Bowls, and the Chiefs won, were in the AFL too, and they won that fourth Super Bowl that I was talking about in '70, but if the Jets hadn't done that, they then decided, okay, we're going to have an a- AFC and an NFC, and we're going to keep the AFL identity together. So they kept all the AFL teams in. They brought in uh, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, and Cleveland and made the uh, AFC out of it. So we still have a, an identity of who was in the AFL and who wasn't, you know, because they're all together in that conference. And, and that, that's really cool for those of us who remember the AFL because that was some good football back in the 60s. I couldn't remember the players except for Joe Namath, and there was a player named Matt Snell who was on the Jets. That's the yes. only, that's the only thing I remember. Day. He was running, running the ball that day. Emerson Boozer, Don Maynard, uh, you know, a lot of, lot of uh, Jets. And uh, they haven't been to the Super Bowl since. They haven't uh, sniffed it. So 
Uh, they've been to some championship games, but no Super Bowl. So the Jets have a, uh, you know, they're they're trying to they're talking about getting a Aaron Rodgers from Green Bay. Maybe they'll uh, pick up a quarterback. They're building a team, a pretty good team, and they need a quarterback. So if they do get him, and if he comes back to the form he's shown before, they might get somewhere. But we'll see. Well, you say go Jets. I always say go Giants because I've always been a fan of the Giants. Because oh, I don't right. say go Jets. I'm a Patriots fan. No, no, no. Uh, We're uh, my rivals. Well, <laughs> uh, I see. I see. Oh, no. All right, Bill. I, I, that's all the sports you're going to get from me because yeah. I don't have any talent in this, in this well, particular area. But Aaron, I'll turn it over to you. Aaron Rodgers is in his blackout now, I think, or whatever. Yeah, he's in his dark whatever. Dark, yeah, dark, dark retreat. Dark retreat, yeah, if you believe that. i got some stuff to say. Whatever. Whatever. But anyway, thank you to the panel. Thanks, everyone. You make the show. And so we'll finish up with Casey, Casey, Jeff. And thank you very much. And be sure to check out the podcast if you need to. This week in my featured station segment, we're traveling to Kansas City, Missouri, and we're going to listen to radio station KCKCFM. The station is owned and operated by Steel City Media, and they're certainly enthusiastic about the Super Bowl. So without further ado, why don't sit back and enjoy radio station KCKCFM in Kansas City, Missouri, on this week's edition of All Things Radio Live. KC1021. Back to the variety. All this great music. Ooh, turn it up. Let's go. KC 1021. Uh, uh, uh. Turn up our variety. I listen to the radio because I feel like I'm able to listen to music that maybe I wouldn't turn on otherwise and experience a variety of different sounds. KC 1021. We go together. Casey 1021. It took me more than 50 years to become a planner, but now I am. And I love that the Kansas City Public Schools planning ahead, sending a letter to parents earlier this week saying they will be probably canceling class next Wednesday if our Chiefs win, our Chiefs win the big game. Monday, though, go to school. You get a fast car. Somebody once told me the world is gonna roll me. Only shooting stars break the mold. one has three different moms that are thinking all about spring break. I'm sure you are too with it right around the corner. How about doing spring break your way? Either a road trip with the family, maybe a staycation in Kansas City. We're teaming up with the Kansas Lottery and we'll give you the chance to win next week. Listen to win those scratch-off tickets and be qualified for spring break your way. You're listening to the 9 to 5 No Repeat Workday. Powered by Security Bank of Kansas City. Only on KC1021. Kansas City's best variety. A little bit of everything, really. From the Underlaw Injury Lawyer Studio. GetJim.com. The best variety. All day, every day. All my friends love this station. KCKC, Kansas City. KC1021. Jen and High B teaming up to give you big game trivia. You can play that again tomorrow morning in the 8 o'clock hour. Have a chance to win a $50 gift card perfect for your big game party this weekend. And you'll also have a chance at that $250 gift card, too. Listen to it with Jen tomorrow. KC 102.1.
Partly cloudy, breezy, and cool today with a high in the low 40s. Clouds will start to move on out tonight, Tarlow 23. And then sunny on Friday, a bit colder with a high 39. Saturday's high, 48. I'm meteorologist Dan Holiday in the Security Bank of Kansas City Weather Center. Warming up to 40 in Lenexa, where Tara's spending her Thursday afternoon with us in Kansas City's best. We're between 635 and 57th Street. out tonight if she's going to be named the NFL fan of the year. You can listen to my latest podcast with Dr. Amy. Find out how she found out she was named the Chiefs fan of the year and so much more. You can go take a listen. Find that on our Facebook page. I'll put a link for you. Casey, what are you want? On the move or at home. Keeps me busy while I'm in the car. Radio's always on at home. Turn on Natalie Rush every weekday afternoon. It helps me get through traffic. Well, there you go. A trip to Kansas City, Missouri, and radio station KCKC-FM with a very enthusiastic radio announcer, and they certainly are pumped for the Super Bowl. Now, if you have any comments concerning this part of the program, why don't let me know about it by email or voicemail. For all things Radio Live, I'm Jeff Bennett. 
This concludes another All Things Radio Live. Join us every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern for the latest radio news, interviews, caller questions and comments, station scopes, and more. Visit the show's official website at www.allthingsradio.net and visit the Legend website at legendoldies.com. Join us again next week for another All Things Radio Live on the Worldwide Legend.